Sorry, I don't love you. A friend I've grown accustomed to. Cause with you, if something isn't wrong, something isn't wrong, something isn't right. I wish you could be happy. Welcome to Geekdom is Back, and this week I have on Brett Booth to talk all about his current comic book series he's working on, Titans, for DC Comics, and Brett, how are you doing tonight? Good, how are you? Good. I'm very excited to have you on. You are probably by far, by far the most well-known person I've had on a podcast so far, so <laughs> <Okay>. it's pretty <laughs> exciting. Cool. So I, I sort of just want to dive right on in. How did this opportunity for Titans come about? Obviously, you had done Teen Titans for the New 52, and you worked on The Flash a bit after that run on Teen Titans, or a little bit overlapping, I don't recall, but I know it was very close together. So how did you then get put onto this Titans title? Uh, it's actually kind of funny. Um, they had actually asked me to do Aquaman. I was doing uh, Aquaman 50, and uh, I got a call like the day after this book came out that I was doing Aquaman. I was already, I was already working on it. Okay. And uh, uh, Brian Cunningham called me up and he asked me to do. Uh, they wanted me to do the, do the first three issues. They told me that they were doing the rebirth thing, and uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do Aquaman, so I, I wanted to do see if I could do some sort of Flash stories that, that I wanted to do in the Flash series that I didn't get to do, and. Uh, the next day I was talking to him a couple times and he mentioned that they were bringing Wally back. Okay. And so I asked, I asked him if, if, uh, if we could possibly do some stories with that or something like that. And, uh, if I did this Aquaman stuff. <laughs> and so I actually thought I was drawing Aquaman. So I talked to Dan DiDio and, uh, they told me about the Wally thing. And I was originally supposed to draw some of the actual rebirth issue. Okay. The, the, the big Jeff Johns one. But, right. Um, apparently when they were deciding, so I, I, so I'm here, I am thinking I'm drawing Aquaman for like three months. Right. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I asked Brian Cunningham about it because he, he's like, well, you need to talk to Dan. You need to talk to Dan. So I'm talking to Dan Abnett, who's writing both the Titans book and the Aquaman book thinking, <laughs> so I went talking to Dan DiDio and then I finally, I emailed Brian and I was like, okay, I'm finished, just finished, just finishing up Aquaman 50. When am I going to get the script for Aquaman number one? He's like, oh, you're not doing that. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> so he's like, oh, no, Dan, how do you want, why don't you push you on something else? And I was like, oh, great. So I emailed Dan, and that's when Dan uh, was like, oh, no, I put you on the Titans book because Wally's on that. I figured you want to draw that. <laughs> nice. So, so, so it was, yeah, so it was, it was a lot. I was, I, was like the, I liked the Titans characters a lot, so I was, I was really happy with, with that because like, Aquaman, the scales drove me up the wall. The, the, the scales are very, like, like, they're so technical to do right. and to constantly do them. It just is, and I, I kind of do like, I'm kind of a fast style, so it moves quickly. But when I have to go back and do the scales, it slows everything down to like a crawl. <laughs> and Aquaman was on all the pages, and Mirror was on all the pages. And I was like, oh, jeez, this is too much. Yeah, and was the fact that Dan Abnett was on being on both books did that sort of help you going from thinking you were doing Aquaman to then working with him still on Titans? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I, I was like, "Well, who's writing Titans?" And said, oh, Dan Abnett's right now. I was like, awesome, because I I really enjoyed working with him on, on Aquaman. He's got a nice 
he's got a fun style that uh, there's some, some humor in there that I like, and he has a lot of good action. So it was since I'd already worked with him before, I knew what to expect. Um, and he knows more about the Titan stuff than I do. He's like a huge fan of the old stuff. So I just basically I'm just you know I throw in a thing here or two here here and there, um, just really like minor little things. Uh, like I, what was it? Uh, Linda, I, I had her. I got tired of drawing her in the because I didn't know we were going to keep her in those the clothes originally that they put her in. Right. So I was like, well, is this the same night? And they're like, oh, it's the same night. So she's be, she's be wearing the same clothes. And I was like, oh, well, geez, I would have <laughs> put her in something a little, a little, a little, you know, like a funny T-shirt or something like that. Yeah. Um. So I was like, well, what if I do this? Where like when he flips her over in this one scene, he changes her costume so she looks kind of like an apprentice. Uh, you know, the the the, the, the magician's helpers. Because she's going to be, you know, going this trick where she's going to be killed, and like, oh yeah, that was that's good, that's good. So I, I kind of, they're both not, nothing too horrible though. <laughs> so I, just, I wanted something kind of just big and floofy, so look, kind of unwieldy, so look kind of a little, a little awkward, but, right. but also a little, a little class, a little classy. It was because it's supposed to be kind of fun, it's a joke. Um, so I mean, there was just that, and then right now it's uh, uh, we're talking about uh, going forward with uh, the, there's an annual coming out. In uh, I think March, we're trying to figure out what to do, what we're going to do with the annual, if we're going to keep that in with the current thing. Um, so we're, I'm just waiting to hear back from them on that. If I have to do a cover for it or not. Nice. <laughs> they need it Friday, so I need to know. Like, <laughs> no, if, if we do the one way, one text, one way that I was doing, we won't need a new cover for it. We'll just use um, one of the covers that we already have that we never wound up using initially because they originally we were going to do. Uh, this Bumblebee arc was going to be the first arc. Okay. But they decided they wanted to kind of follow up on the rebirth stuff. So I had actually, we actually had redid 12 pages of issue one after it was done um, to change the story around to, to focus more on the rebirth stuff. Right. But I don't think anybody figured, I don't think anybody knew it was going to be that, that successful and that big. So they decided to like pull something they were going to do later. They pulled it forward and then they pushed the Bumblebee arc back. Ah, uh, okay. So the next arc is the Bumblebee one. So. Nice. And you mentioned, obviously, Aquaman being more tedious for you to draw. How do you sort of take these characters and make them your own while still making them, you know, these recognizable DC characters? And sort of what's the difference between having to draw someone like Aquaman and drawing a speedster like either... You've drawn Bart Allen, Barry Allen, and Wally now, correct? Both Wallys, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, well, it's, they, I was it lucked out where they uh, let me redesign the almost all the costumes. Um, so I got to design everybody but Nightwing. Okay. Um, so I knew. So what? I, what? I, and I actually had some problems. Like Roy gave me a lot of problems. But I kind of was thinking, okay, what would I do if these guys were the Justice League? Right. See, what would be their Justice League costume well, that I would like to draw? So I kind of did, worked that way. And uh, there was some stuff that I liked in like the previous Aquaman costume that a lot of people hated. But I liked a lot. I liked parts of it. That was, it was different. It was new. So I pulled some of that stuff. And then some of the stuff I'd worked on Aquaman, some of the stuff I'd done in the backgrounds and stuff to kind of establish the look of that. Uh, they call it Sanskrit, Sanskrit Station. It's this big, giant thing I got to design, which was kind of like this weird, like... Uh, coral colony kind of thing but but using uh, uh, Elanian tech um, so that was, that was a lot of fun once they destroyed of course but, All right. <laughs> but apparently everybody else hated drawing it but me 
I, I love drawing because you don't you didn't need to use a ruler. It was all angles and arches and stuff like that. Just freehand, all of it. It's great. Nice. Um, so when I did when I did Bart, I did Bart, um, Garth, I uh, I used some of the that kind of feel to it. Uh, Donna Troy, I had worked on her before in Justice League of America with actually Dick Grayson when he was Batman. So I was like, familiar with the character, and uh, so I wanted to kind of bring in some of her. Uh, some of that uh, costume with the black and the silver, um, but with some of the red, the red costumes she had when she was Wonder Girl, kind of like merged the kind of costumes. But then, because her new costume was very complex and was very military-looking, right. by way of Greece and Rome, and so I decided I wanted a little more, a little sleeker, a little more, a little more kind of what I, what, from what I remember of the character. And uh, we, we argued about the colors because originally they wanted to go with like a Phoenician purple and a bronze. And it didn't quite work. The colors didn't quite work uh, in the comics screen. It might have worked better in like, real life. Right. Um, so we went back and forth with the colors, and we finally decided, like, well, let's just go with the black and the, and the white and the silver, because those were her classic costume colors that we remember her from the last time we've really seen her. And then uh, I got, I did, like, three or four Wally designs, and... Uh, uh, Warriors was, was was basically I put him in a hood. I was like, I'm gonna make Green Arrow paint him red. <laughs> what would I do with a Green Arrow costume? I'll, I'll, but they didn't want the hood, so yeah. uh, they wanted the hat. They really liked the hat. I don't know why they liked the hat, but I gave him goggles because like so we could have like things inside the goggles if we ever wanted to do like some tech things. Um, so he can like you know switch to like you know the Predator who's got different heat vision and stuff like that, and the goggles you know he's got adds some extra tech to him as opposed to just some you know a domino mask. And then, uh, but he does have, he does still have the hood. There's this rim he has around his neck that actually has the hood folded into it. I got that from a just regular jacket that they have. <laughs> like rain hoods that you can pull out. Yeah. And then uh, we did, uh, Bumblebee's costume was kind of fun. It was interesting because uh, uh, I looked her up about her stuff on her, about her character and I got, uh, she, it was like tech based. It was all tech based. But um, we're not actually doing some tech based in the comic, but it's some of it's also she has she also has metahuman abilities, so she's she's kind of both going forward from issue eight. Um, so I kind of teched her costume up a little bit um, because it's, she usually just wear like a t shirt or something simple, something simple, but it was like the bees. And uh, so we I actually toned it down; it had more stripes, striping and stuff on it, more tech stuff on it. But I think. Uh, Alex, the editor, was worried that other people wouldn't be able to draw it. So, right. So, I do. I do go overboard with the design. Sometimes. <laughs> so a little, but I like to do that. I mean, as I figured, I could go. I could push a little bit further on some of the designs because Wally's was fairly simple, and Nightwing's is fairly simple, um, and uh, Lilith's is actually really simple. And that's actually kind of a. They, 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 she wasn't originally on the original group. They were going to bring this other character, um, and then they decided uh, they're going to either wait on him. Or uh, use it for something else. Um, so there's a design we did that we didn't get to use, and they decided they're going to bring Lilith on the team. And uh, so originally she was going to be like uh, kind of being mentored by uh, Dick Grayson, so she was going to be more of a Batman kind of. Oh, of course, stop texting me, Norm. Uh, <laughs> I told him that I was going to do a podcast. So he said, <laughs> of course, he texted me. So uh, she was supposed to be like more of a sidekick, more of a Batman esque, you know, vigilante kind of character. She's going to be learning martial arts and stuff from Nightwing. And then uh, I think they had a big meeting with Jeff Johns, and Jeff wanted to go with more of a classic look. So we had, I never, we'd actually had the first cover, you know, stuff images drawn and colored and inked, 
and then it was like it was supposed to be like the, the day before everything was supposed to go like uh to press for uh the the, the direct currents thing that they were doing and uh I get a, it's like five or six it was like five or six, five or six o'clock at night i get a call from the editor alex and he's like jeff doesn't like the design he wants you to, to try something else and like, can we just put a cape on her <laughs> like, we don't have time <laughs> And uh, so I put a cape on it. I was like, I didn't like it, and it's trapped. And so I kind of went and looked up her old costume because she just had this this kind of weird cloak thing. It was this huge hulking thing over her. Right. And it just you, you totally lost the character inside of it. And I was like, well, she's. Uh, <clears throat> I wanted to make the character because she had green was her color, and I was thinking of like those Sp- Scooby Doo kind of ghosts. <laughs> right. Like they have like the, the, yeah the, the green one, which is kind of fluorescent green. Yeah phosphorescent green and I was like I really liked that and so I was, was working on this and I was like you know what and I, just, I got something popped in my head and I drew it down real quick and sent it off like, yeah yeah let's go with that and so it's kind of like a satanic nun <laughs> kind of the best way to describe it <laughs> right sort of because you know her name was Omen so she's kind of you know I try to like give it this kind of feel like this kind of spookiness to her um so it's, it's like just trying to get all the costume designs to kind of work with the modern audience but stuff from the old the old costumes and so the people will remember um that's like a key thing you can't you, uh, some of the people i work with especially on the, the new teen titans new 15 titans the, they really wanted to push things forward and i was kind of worried that we were pushing too far right and it did backlash that you know some people didn't like it the, the designs were a little too far forward uh, a lot of the new 52 were like that and people weren't as excited about that stuff because they, they I think the best designs when you redesign these, these characters is to kind of pull something from the old. But there's a lot, a lot of collaboration and there's a lot of, you know, you kind of have to pick and choose and um, final approval, of course, is by DC and editorial. So right. you don't always get what you want. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that was actually my second favorite Wally costume that we actually picked. I had another costume. That's actually my avatar on Twitter. That's my favorite costume. I did, I did a design for another Wally picture I had done years ago with Scott Lobdell. Okay. Uh, and I actually based the future Flash design that we did in the Flash on kind of a version of that. I thought it was kind of different. Like the whole thing, when he comes up with new costumes for me, when especially when it's like the, going forward now, and the TVs and the movies and stuff coming up, is they, they add things that sometimes the comic book people don't think about. Because they're kind of, you know, the comic people have to draw this stuff over and over again. So they don't make things as complicated or they might not try to make the leaps that they do in TVs or movies because it's going to be harder to draw right. or they kind of, they kind of try to keep it a little more simple. And, a little, and then of course you have the comic fans who like really like the classic stuff and they don't want to change anything. And that that's the, some of the comic artists and creators are like that too. So it's, it's this huge balance you got to kind of have to achieve when you do these designs. And I think the came up with a pretty good balance. I was pretty happy with everything. Um, the Wally's colors were kind of interesting because originally we were going to go with uh, red and gray okay, and gold. Um, and someone, they got someone else's colors from a Marvel character. And I was like, you're right. Um, <laughs> maybe we should change these. So we did like five different versions. And then uh, we did like a two-tone red and with gold. And then they're like, okay, we want to go with this. And I was like, there's too much red on the costume. There's not enough gold. The, the gold, is, since it's a warm color, it, it doesn't separate things enough. When I did the, the DCU flash design, I did two-tone red, but I gave him like a lot of thick gold bands on there to kind of break up the reds. Okay. So my idea was to make it silver and to make the bands a little thicker. So I had to kind of go back in and manipulate things a little bit to make them. So I go, what do you want the custom? So what changes do you want to make? Because I talked to Jim Lee about this. 
And I think it's just some, it's just really, it's just minor things, just making the bands that we have there um, thicker and then adding a couple little lines here and there to kind of break up the reds a little bit. And uh, so I did that real quick and send off and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go with that. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. And the latest issue you guys have out is Titans number five right now. And that issue is Wally's last run. So obviously Wally is a prominent character in this issue. So we have a lot of pages where you get these large size drawings of Wally. And I think, you know, one, I think the simplicity of Wally's costume is really great. And it's probably definitely one of my favorite Flash costumes I've seen in a while. Thank you. And thank you. What I'm curious about is how do you go about drawing his speed and, you know, the speed force with all of the, you know, kind of lightning and everything trailing him because of how fast he is? Is that something you kind of incorporate? Because in this issue, it's clear that it's kind of like coming off of those silver bands and it's bright and everything. And obviously you draw, you don't color. So it's definitely a team effort to sort of bring this Wally to life. Oh, definitely. My, my anchor and my colorist actually help out a lot. Andrew Dahlhouse, Norm Ratman. Um, but Andrew really pulls a lot of the colors. I work with him really closely on the designs and everything too, just to kind of get his feel. Yeah. What he, what he would do with it. Um, but yeah, the, 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 since we worked on the flash together, so we've been working in, in we had Bart, we've had speedsters for a while. Yeah. So we're really used to drawing the speedsters and, and working on them. Um, this one we were trying, we actually, uh, we had it all colored and we decided there wasn't enough, quite enough bump on some of the pages. So, um, Alex was like, well, what if, what if we do some sort of, uh, uh making more glowy? And I was like, oh, that's going to be a really, because that's like recoloring like half the book. Right. Wally's. <laughs> I was like, well, what if we just kind of do that kind of Green Lantern effect coming off of his, his emblem? So as he's getting clo- as it gets closer and closer towards the end of what happens, it gets starts getting brighter and brighter. So it looks like he's pulling more more speed force, but it looks it's not the the electric electrical stuff. It's more of a of, of an energy kind of feel to it, as opposed to the lightning that you usually see with the flashes. And I think that worked out pretty good. Um, it was kind of a quick, kind of a quick fix, but I think it helped uh, add to the impact of the final. Uh, reveal of what happened i don't want to spoil it for anybody if they have right they get mad they get mad if you spoil stuff right right and i mean wally's last run is clearly right on the cover so you know don't blame me yeah. for that one <laughs> and don't look at the cover to eight then if you don't want to know what happened or the cover to seven <laughs> true <laughs> so my next question is when you get the script from dan is it a full script or does he sort of let you take your own direction on some things and it's more of he gives you sort of plot lines and you work from there or do you just get a full script up front he gives me a full script um and i like i like having that to so i can do the character expressions and stuff to okay. kind of match what they're what they're saying especially if there's a lot of dialogue um but he generally will say like page wide and then shot of wally running and then um i'll decide how page wide it is because so I don't like to, I actually hate drawing regular standard panels now. Cue <laughs> all the panels, uh, so I'll, you know. But then occasionally I'll say like big panel. But if he just has you know just you know page five panels on the page, I'll decide which one is the biggest. So I think that's which has the most impact. Right. Um, um. But since he knows, 
he does, he knows more of the the Titans mythology. Although he, although he, has, he has really learned a lot about the Wally stuff. I was really surprised because he wasn't that familiar with the character when he first started working on the book. And they, um, Jeff sent him a bunch of stuff to read, and like the the scripts they got getting, I was like, oh, it's like reading like my favorite Wally story. <laughs> right. <Dan." laughs> it was so great. I was so like issue on like. I got issue the script for issue four, and I was really excited about that. And then like I got the script for issue five, like two days later, and I was like, oh man, I had to draw all of issue four to get to issue five because <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to draw issue five because that's like you know that's like, it's basically just Wally's book on that, and that it's it's, it's his it's his story on this. Um, it's basically uh, as I talked to Dan DeDio and Bob Harris about it, I was like this is the first time I've drawn this many running shots in one issue even drawing the flash for two years i never drew this many running shots in one issue as i did in that one issue of titans because it's just while raleigh running run out full out and i was like i'm running out of poses after like six poses <laughs> you usually have like five or six good poses that you can go to and i was like running out of them like crap i gotta come for the new pose for this i gotta come for the new pose for this one <laughs> um when when you do the running as soon as you plant that that one leg in front of him right on the ground slows everything down yeah so if you'll know it's it's going back and looking through like a lot of the flash issues and a lot of the stuff um that have they've seen you know from going back to like you know then i then I, since you know barry is originally created in jay um there's a lot of more side shots because you if you do a straight on shot and you plant that first leg it slows everything down right um there's a couple there's a couple ways of getting around it um and you really have to like push the perspective to do it um, so uh, like I try to I try to try to save that for, like you know because I'll try it like four or five times and I won't get it. So I remember trying it in the Flash. I did it, tried to do it like five or six different times, and I would wind up scrapping the page and going with something else. And like I finally managed to get it on like one page and like issue like forty five or something. <laughs> yeah. I think like, finally after like you know, ten issues, I finally managed to get it. Um, but it's uh, the so coming up with all the the running and stuff is is. You think it would get monotonous after a while, but actually, you know, I still really like doing it. So, yeah, and with this, the, with these first five issues, Kadabra is, you know, the main villain here, and he sort of sends his team of clones to fight the Titans. When you first got that story, was that immediately something like you you instantly thought it was going to be a great Wally West story? Um, no, um, because as I said, that we originally, there was a, the first and five were going to be the original, the original, original bad guys in the original story arc. Right. And, uh, they had me redraw all the 12 pages, like, oh, we're going to go, we're going to go with who got rid of Wally. And they're like, I was like, okay, who is it? And they go, Abracadabra. And I was like, I've heard that name before. It's a really old name. And I like Googled them and I was like, oh, geez, it's that guy with the, with the mustache. <laughs> And uh, so they wanted me to do a design, and so we were we had like two weeks to like redo these twelve pages, and, and I had to do the design for Cadabra, and we were like running so I, I was it was like, like two weeks before the book was due, right? So we, we were all like because I I was I penciled the first issue, it was already almost all inked, starting to be colored, and then uh, I was like waited a week to get the new script, so we were like was, like right right on the edge, yeah, to get this thing out, and. Uh, so I was like, I need to do this design, and uh, like, well, we don't, we don't, don't change too much on it. And so I was like, Jesus, this, this design is so old. I was like, what can I do with it? And I just kind of, 
it's kind of flash on like the, the, the old villains, like the ones that capture the woman and put them on the train tracks. And I decided to like take what was there and go bigger with it. So I gave him the ridiculous mustache and the ridiculous beard thing. Right. <laughs> I just I wanted him to be, you know, I wanted him to be just kind of completely like over the top kind of guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that was that that was fun. But then they like the second issue, I got the script, and they're like they they wanted they they wanted to cover, and they wanted these puppets. So put make the Titans as puppets. <laughs> and uh, now there's an old Flash comic which has Abracadabra turning the Flash into a puppet. Okay. I've seen this, but I didn't make the connection that with the puppets from this and the puppets from that. They're making the, they're making the Titans puppets. And I did the, started drawing the cover, and the guy's puppets just aren't working for me. And the guy went outside for a minute, and he just not clear my head. And I, like, I had the Flash. I was like, wait a second, what's her cover? Was the Flash getting turned as a puppet? Was that Abracadabra who did that? And I ran the house, and I Googled it real quick, and it was. And I was like, oh, sweet. So I used that as a reference to the puppets. And I was actually worried I was going to draw the puppets. <laughs> right. Now they're 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 fast to draw, but I was kind of worried. But then they uh, they like now they want them to look like the Titans, and I was like, oh, so I got to I get to draw the, the original Teen Titans fighting the new Titans. I was like, that's really kind of cool. And then uh, getting to do Wally, you guys are two Wallys. Uh, I get to kind of make one kind of a little more crazy, like he was when he was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was fun. So I mean, and getting to just kind of going back and forth. Because even like uh, in issue six, there's a couple flashbacks from when they were the Teen Titans. So I'm like, I have to remember now. I, like now, I have to remember like twelve costumes, <laughs> <laughs> right? As opposed to just the six. So it's uh, then there actually there's, there's some more. There's a shot in issue eight and some scenes uh, from when they were the Teen Titans with the old costumes. Uh, and uh, Malcolm was going to be in that Bumblebee's husband for uh, in his old costume for a few pages. Too. So I was like, I got another costume again, I remember. And then now I got to bring in the Fearsome Five and we got Bumblebee's costumes. Like, oh, jeez. <laughs> it takes a while to remember the costumes. Uh, I still remember talking to Ethan Van Skyver. And he's like, hey, have you learned where all those damn lines go in that Flash costume yet? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it took like three issues to do, but I finally got it. <laughs> yeah. So this obviously sort of wraps up this first arc here. And like you mentioned, you already have the next one planned out since things got flip-flopped on you. So how yeah. far ahead do you guys work? So issue five just came out. Are you guys done up through issue, you know, seven or eight? Or do you sort of just take it issue by issue? Issue issue six is going out. I think issue, issue six goes out Wednesday. Okay. The last, the last pages are being colored right now. Issue seven, they bumped the shipping schedule up two weeks. And I think, so that one comes out the second week of December, of January. Okay. And I think that one will have to be done next week. But we're not doing that one. We're just uh, taking that one off because we just we would not, not have been able to do it. We've basically, we've been under the gun since issue one because of the 12 pages. So we've been like running a few the last couple issues. Right. Um, and we come back on issue eight. Uh, and then uh, issue... I think we have the Bumblebee arc. There's an, a small arc after that. And then after that, I think they're wanting to do something with Deathstrokes. Okay. They've mentioned that before. I think that's when the Deathstroke thing will take place on issue 12 or 13. Nice. And obviously, you know, with the holidays, everything just kind of gets jumbled up anyway. So, you know, we yeah, can... Yeah, well, they, well they, they, uh, Quebec War closes for two weeks. Right. So all the books have to be done early. Okay. So it, it makes... So it, since our books ships the last week of December, it has to be done instead of being done like the first week of December. It has to be done like the the... the 
the, the, the first, the very, the very beginning of December. Instead of we, we normally have like the eighth of the of the month. Since we're supposed to be scheduled now, I don't actually know when things are going to be due. Right. I, I, but pretty much all the books I've worked on have been last week books. Now they're switching to a second week book. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when anything's going to be due yet. So I've taken a little bit of time off to kind of recoup and recover from the uh, seven issues of the first seven issues. So. Yeah. And for you, when you're drawing the Titans, does it take you roughly the same amount of time for each page? Or does it really just depend on how much you're packing into a page? Because I noticed with issue five, you guys don't really have any sort of standard comic book looking pages. You know, you have all of these angles that everything is at, and then you have these full pages of Wally, and it's sort of like, you know, it's not split up into six nice little boxes for you. It's kind of all over the place and maybe not a typical format that some people think of when they think comic books. And personally, I find it very enjoyable. I thought, you know, issue five was a great one to read and it was just visually stunning, especially with the story, putting it, putting it all together. So does it sort of depend yeah. on the time for you, whether you're doing just Wally on one full page or you have, you know, five, six, seven characters all on a page, how long it takes you for each one? The more characters, the more time usually. Okay. Definitely. Um, the pages will vary generally between like four hours for something relatively simple. Um, like the whole pages with like Linda and like some smoke. <laughs> right. You know. Uh, and, and so that, that those are pretty pretty quick pages. Well, there's just a couple pages of people talking, mostly big head. Those are pretty quick pages too. Uh, so generally, kind of like weave those in and out. I try to do uh, the more complicated pages first, so that when I'm fresh drawing stuff and I'm tired, uh, I get to the big shots so that I can put as much put more as much you know energy into those pages as I think they they should have. Right. The angles and stuff aren't they don't really save any time. It's just for my own pleasure because I. Um, I was, it was happening, I started it on Nightwing, um, there was a shot of Nightwing, he was like fighting someone in the helicopter, and I think, well, wouldn't it be cool if we kind of made, like, the panels with, like, the propeller blade, because he's jumping through this helicopter, and, uh, when I was working on The Flash, I was like, oh, just some of those pages need a little more oomph to them. Right. Um, to make him, make him look like he's running faster, to like, he's pushing himself, and I was like, oh, well, I kind of remember doing that, and it was kind of fun, so I started playing with that, and on The Flash, and it was just kind of like, I just got tired of drawing because it's like you draw the same the grids and the stuff and it just it's, it gets boring after a while like this way I can kind of and then uh, I can rearrange the page and make you follow the your eye follow what I want the actions that I want you to follow I can force you strictly by laying the panels the way I lay them that you have to follow that, that direction you have no other op- op- option when you're looking at these pages um, someone had complained that sometimes, oh, it's too difficult to read this or it's too difficult to read that. I don't understand the storytelling. So I was like, I'm going to simplify this as much as I possibly can and make you follow this. So like some of these pages I have while you zigzagging, I specifically have them zigzagging around the pages. So it goes from one panel to the end, starts on another panel and cuts it down. And so I use things, there's something called, um, oh, geez, what is it called? A tangent. Okay. And uh, you can do a bad tangent or you can do good tangents. And I did one bad tangent in one in issue five. I think it was issue five. We had to move a mustache over slightly because uh, it like blended into Abracadabra's other mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a weird loop. But I'll do that um, on the pages. 
so that what would normally be a bad would be a tangent that pulls your eye over there. So then it pulls you to the next panel, and then that pulls you to the next shot, spot that I want you to go to. And then it goes, pulls you to the next spot I want you to go to. And uh, it's kind of become second nature now. I don't even notice me, no, don't really put as much thought into it as I did initially to kind of do it, because it's automatic at this point. Um, but I, I thought I found it was a cool way to kind of make people move around the page the way I want them to move around the page. Um, the more people there, the more difficult it makes it, because sometimes Dan will have someone talking and I'll have to move characters around. I'm doing the layouts so that I can have them talking in the correct order <laughs> on the page. Um, I did that in the issue five, uh, issue six. I just did. There was a shot, and I was going to have Nightwing next to one of the other characters, and like, but Roy talks first, so I had to put Roy over <laughs> and move Nightwing over on the other side of the character, right? Just to make sure. Uh, it all kind of flowed right because sometimes the dialogue doesn't work, especially with the, when you make the, the angle panels, it kind of messes up the dialogue every now and then. So I had to kind of be careful with that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I'm sure Norm would probably like you to text him back at some point. But I have a couple <laughs> more questions for you. Are you an okay. artist who will sort of look at your work after it comes out, you know, it's been printed up and everything to see how it turns out? Or are you someone who prefers not to sort of see your own work? Because I know f for myself doing podcasts, it took me forever to get used to hearing my own voice when I would go back and edit podcasts. And I hated it so much. And I know there are actors and actresses who won't I, watch I, their I get shows. That. I, yeah, I get that. I get that. Yeah. I actually, I don't like looking at my old stuff. Uh, I just I so I see all the flaws. Right. So it's just like keep moving forward, keep moving forward. <laughs> what I'm doing next, what I'm doing next. Um, yeah. So when people bring me like some old stuff at shows, and they're like, oh, "I love this issue," and I start looking through it, I'm like, "Oh, are you kidding me? This is terrible." You're like, "This hurts. <laughs> Take it away, please." <laughs> it does. Yeah. Well, well, you can't say that. You have you have to be nice. Right. Right. Of course. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, no, thank you. I'm happy you like this stuff. Like, so I did this backlash Spider-Man thing. And, People are like, oh, you got my favorite Spider-Man. And I was like, really? Because you know what? I'm just looking at that and I'm just seeing all the flaws that <laughs> I did wrong drawing Spider-Man. It drives me up the wall. So it's like, like uh, someone's like, oh, I loved your thing when you did Fantastic Four. And I was like, really? Because I hated the thing. <laughs> I could never get that character. I still can't draw that character right. Like, he's like my nemesis of all the characters. He's like the one that I cannot get anything that looks remotely correct to me. So there's a bit of cartooniness you got to get to him. And, uh, it just, it just didn't work for me. <laughs> yeah, and I have made f very few attempts to draw some superhero characters here and there, and I am by no means an artist at all. So it's like I would spend all of this time drawing something, and then I would look at it and be like, nope, that's not how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what happens when I do these uh, do this Sketch Saturday thing. Um, and so I go in like, Friday night, uh, going cold, I don't have any idea really what I'm going to draw, and I just start drawing. And I'll just kind of uh, usually it'll be like four or five tries before I get something that I actually like, and I just start laying things out. I'm like, yeah, let me try this. And then I, I remember trying to do this thing like four or five times, and it's just like throwing the page away. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and then every now and then you settle on something simple. I was like, oh, geez, so I got like an hour and a half to do this. Well, you're getting Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, and. Did you have any sort of official drawing lessons, drawing classes, or anything like that that really got you into drawing, or was it sort of just something you started doing and you stuck with it, and here you are? Yeah, well, I lived in Pennsylvania 
and uh, up in the mountains, and it gets a lot of snow in the winter time. So for like four or five months out of the year, you can't go out there and do anything. Right. So I we would draw. My dad would bring home these giant reams of computer paper, and we would just draw all winter. And uh, so I've always and I've always drawn stuff. And I didn't get into comics until I was like thirteen. A friend of mine in high school, uh, I was in I was in I had two study halls in my freshman year of high school, and I finished all my homework. And I looked turn around because he was behind me. I was like, dude, I need something to draw. And he here, draw this. And he hands me classic X-Men number one cover with Art Adams drawing the X-Men on it. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And uh, so I just started trying to draw Wolverine from the cover. And then uh, that just kind of, that hooked me. And then uh, he, he was a huge comic fan, so he handed me some uh, bunch of X-Men stuff to read. And uh, I just kind of got hooked on it. <laughs> And it's like I didn't. I knew like like a month after I started reading these comics that that's what I wanted to do. I, I wanted to be an artist of something. I didn't know what. Um, but it wasn't until I started doing the comics that it, that kind of clicked. Right. So from that point on, when I was 13, till I finally got into comics at 20, I, I pretty much dedicated everything that I did was for drawing for comics. So even when I had you know I had two art classes, because when you still had art classes in high school. <laughs> I had two art classes, and uh, you know, one of them was regular art class, and the other one was a sculpture class. So I'd do the sculpture part really quick, and then I'd just sit there, sit around and draw. My teacher would just let me draw because he was an artist right. himself, and he realized, you know, let him do what he wants to do. He's doing it on his own. He's doing it, you know, he's doing his work done, but he's also doing the stuff. So I just encourage him to do this stuff. So yeah, and then I went. I went to two years of, of college, but it was basically mostly stuff I'd already known. Okay, was anything to do with comics really? Um, they didn't really, there's not really, they didn't really have any, comic, any really comic book kind of classes at the time. There was the Cuber School and I think like one or two other things here and there. But I didn't want to drive or go across country to go for a comic class. Right. Well, my final question for you then is, do you have a favorite issue of Titans so far? Or do you sort of not worry about favorite issues or anything and you just keep going forward? Well, uh, the ones that we've done, issue five is probably my favorite. So I got to draw the, the, the Wally stuff that I always wanted to draw. Okay. Because I'm a huge Wally fan. Right. He's my favorite character. And to finally get to draw him running and doing his flash stuff is like a great thing to do. So like it's you, you kind of have to push that aside because I remember drawing when we first started working in DC. Here's the first time we can draw Batman. Here's the first time we're drawing Shazam. Here's the first time we're drawing Superman. Here's the first time we're drawing Wonder Woman. And these are these iconic characters, and you want to do you want to do a good job on them, and so. You kind of overthink some of it, and um, you'll, you it may be not. You really want to do a good job on it. You want to impress people, and you want people to like it, so that you'll be asked to do more of it. Yeah. Um, so there's an extra added pressure. Now it's not quite as much because you know it's established at, at DC. Um, as, but when I first started working there, yeah, it was it was it really scary kind of working on some of these characters. <laughs> I, I imagine. I, I, I draw. I draw. I draw. I had drawn Superman like once or twice before I started working. That's it. And then uh, I did this book, and there was like this flashback scene with the Justice League. So I draw Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Aquaman, all these characters I've never actually drawn really in comics before on this one page. <laughs> like, oh crap! And the first thing I did, and it was the first time I did it, it was fine. It just didn't like there was no oomph to it, and so I like scrapped it. And uh, I, even though we were running behind, I I, need, I took the time to actually redo it to kind of make it a little more impressive to kind of. You know, impress the editor so they get more work. So turning work in on time and doing something different, doing a good job is, uh, is always helpful to get more work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has definitely been a fun episode to do and, you know, best of luck hitting those deadlines in the future. Hopefully you find out when they're due (laughs) soon. (laughs) Yeah. I got got a week off, so I'm, uh, I'll have to start drawing today because I, if you know, if I don't draw for too long, my hands start forgetting how to work. (laughs) And, uh, it takes, I don't think like two or three days to get back into drawing. Yeah. I have to start now. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And to our listeners, as always, we hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening.